Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa and I'm coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here with my trusty co-host Maeve Kitty. Tonight we bring you an interview that we did with Phil, otherwise known as the Barbecutioner from Chromium Dioxide Radio YouTube channel. This was a really fun interview about a really fun show. I hope that this inspires you to check out his channel if you have not already. Before that, as always, I just want to thank everyone for their continued support. It is much appreciated. And with that, we're on to episode 13. guy this is phil you might know him as the barbecutioner from uh chromium dioxide radio youtube channel one of my favorite youtube channels welcome phil stop it you're gonna make me cry right. <laughs> thank you very much it's a pleasure to be here this is i've been um I've been really, really enjoying enjoying your YouTube channel. And I did a whole um, episode on my favorite things, like all the stuff that I watch, the podcasts I listen to, and the YouTube channels that I watch. Like, you know, all the ones that we all watch, like Sea of Tranquility and Metal Voice and Banger and, you know, the usuals. And then I made right. mention of you guys. You guys were my last one. I, and I said <laughs> I saved the best for last. We made the cut. You did. Like up there with Sea of Tranquility and Banger, and then you got this idiot, 44-year-old in a basement with puppets. Fantastic. Take that, guys. <laughs> so, well, first of all, I have to say that I did. I thought you were older because of the music that you're listening to. I thought you were, because I'm 55, so I thought you were my age. You're just a kid, yeah? Come on. <laughs> But like a lot of the stuff that you're that you're showing is all stuff that I like got in real time. You know, it's all, you know, it's just stuff from my youth, you know, because I was a teenager when Nawabam was a thing, you know, right. so I was kind of surprised to find it. So how you're, you seem like an old soul. I'm an old soul. All right. Let me tell you, older than time. Uh, I had an older cousin and I, I lived with my cousins for a long time. And I don't know. You guys are familiar with the Columbia House. And oh, all yeah. That. yeah. Right. We've so, uh, yeah, of course. So, like, I would sneak into my cousin's rooms and I found Judas Priest Turbo. And uh, I mean, not the heaviest album of all time. No. A lot of people really, you know, like, you know, they don't like it. But for a kid my age, Turbo was just exactly what I was looking for. And I just became obsessed with Priest, obsessed with them at a young age. And then you discover Maiden and that whole comic book world. So it was just a given. I mean, heavy metal really is for like dorky kids in, in, in a way. And it I is. was the biggest dork on earth. Like I was comic books and, you know, so it, it was just a natural progression for me. So you grew up in Labrador, right? Which, That's correct. For those of you who don't know, is the Maritimes in, in uh, Canada. So I was wondering how, well, I know that a lot of people don't play in concert over there. You don't get a lot of shows and stuff. So did your love of collecting vinyl have to do with the fact that you couldn't really go to shows? It was, you know, uh, you were sort of. Well, I think it was like the forbidden fruit. My father was a huge record collector. Oh, all right. And I was, I mean, I love him. Don't get me wrong, but he would not let me touch his records. He's like, do not touch them. They're mine. If you want to see them, I will show them to you, but I have to be present. So I would sneak in and 
you know, take a look at it. And Meatloaf, Fat Out of Hell really messed me up as well as a young child, that cover. Yeah, but, the cover looks yeah, like so, it should be heavier. It should be, right? But then, so I became obsessed with, the, you know, the images and the covers. And at the arcade, the, the arcade, I think, is where heavy metal happened for a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're young and you're trying to be cool. And it was like all these older girls into like White Snake and Megadeth. So far, so good. So what? And all that stuff. And you just tried to be cool. And you're like a total poser. Like you're running to like the local Kmart to get like a a T-shirt and just to fit in. (laughs) Right? I'm going to do a show on it, by the way. Uh, I I was a teenage poser. Uh, but yeah, so it was just it was just me just trying to fit in, and I found it really scary. But I, I just became so obsessed with it, and then uh, I, I eventually started to like the thing that I was uh, faking my way through in the beginning. Oh. <laughs> Turned it into a career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm calling you from the yacht here right now. <laughs> so, do you did you go off to university in Toronto? Did you go off to the big uh, no. city? I went off to the big city and uh, yeah, I went to university and did English and history. And then from there went into animation. In Toronto. Did you go to school in Toronto? Uh, yeah, I went to school in Toronto and in St. John's, Newfoundland. Uh, that was, that was where my high school was. Oh, really? So are yeah. you familiar with the talking maiden podcast out of St. John? No, no, oh. I'm not. Oh, well it's defunct now, but you can go back to it. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's actually okay. the very first podcast that I ever listened to, and uh, and uh, Nesbitt and Josh, uh, they're uh, yeah, you definitely you definitely need to check that out. And they're okay. and, and and every every episode they drink a local beer. <laughs> that so happens I, a lot. Are you familiar with Kitty Vitty Brewing brewery? Company? Oh, so God. they're 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 big fans of that brewery. So they drink a lot of their beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've sampled a few as well, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I think you I think you'd probably really like you probably really like it a lot. Um, what's What's interesting about so I was on YouTube and I was you know whatever just fl- flitting around or whatever, and I don't have a huge re- record collection anymore because sadly I had left them with my mother and my mother sold them. Oh. So I'm trying to re up. So so yeah, sometimes I like I. I'm watching you and you're pulling out something that I had in 1981. Like, oh, that's going to hurt. Yeah. She also got rid of a lot of my um, t-shirts too. But anyway, she's an old woman now. I'm, I'm going to forgive her someday. We're, we're going to get through this together. Okay. If you need to call me anytime. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, well, I have a lot of like CDs and stuff. So, so I, so I've been re re upping my, my game. So I've been, I was on these, you know, flipping around YouTube and, and your, I think it was the third episode just came up. Like it just, you know, they just pops up and right. I just clicked on it. And I was just like, I had to go back and see, I, I watched it like four times. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, what is this? What is, I, I ask myself that question every time I do one. Like this is the greatest, and then I went back and I saw one and two, and then I subscribed, and I was just like, and I'm constantly like checking to see if you've got one up, you've got one up because I absolutely love them, and I have seen like all the episodes multiple times. I'm flattered. Thank you so very much because I was pretty nervous when I the first time for the first episode when I pushed pushed the button to launch. I'm like, they're gonna crucify me, (laughs) right? Like. 
No, it's I mean, I think it's I think it's so clever. I think there's just so much so so much clever cleverness. I mean, anybody can get in, you know, get on a, um, on YouTube and say, you know, this is my album collection, you know, and talk about it. And that's not bad either, because I watch a lot of those shows, too. But yours Me is too. just done very cleverly. Are all those albums yours? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's another room as well. It's just see, my wife is into grunge music and she likes that kind of old punk and I won't allow it in here. I'm that guy. I'm like, no, pure metal, pure metal. So she's right? got her own. She's got her own. Uh... <laughs> she's got her own scene. Like every now and then, when she wants to like disturb me, I'll go through my records and then I'll find a Pearl Jam or uh, you know one of those. Uh, what was the? I can't even remember the name. Of the, I I don't even want to talk about those guys. Okay. <laughs> My sister, I have a sister, her and her husband are huge Pearl Jam fans and they travel all around to see them and they do this, which I do the same thing for Iron Maiden. I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan and I travel the world to see awesome. them. So they do the same thing for Pearl Jam. Right. I like Pearl Jam. There are, they're, they're good, but I'm, I'm a metal, metal person. It's just, I, I, and I'm, you lived it, you saw it as well. It's just when, when the ax came down. In the 90s, it was biblical. <laughs> right? but, you know, but, you know, you were right. I mean, it just went underground. I mean, just, you know, I mean, it there did. was still stuff, but you had, to, you had to find it. You know what I mean? You really you had to look for, you know, the Halloween and the, you know, the Gamma Ray. And I mean, Pantera it's, was out there, but. Yeah, a different type of Pantera at that a point. A different type of Pantera, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's funny because when the metal did go underground when i was in st john's at the time i really didn't have anyone to talk about music anymore and and the punks kind of adopted me i i think they just found me like kind of a clown because i was unironically wearing helix shirts in like 94 (laughs) (laughs) they're like let him come over it's just like he's harmless (laughs) they just feed me scraps oh poor kid Oh, that's so funny. So, so you, so after you graduate from school, uh, where do you get a job? You were saying, uh, you, I know you said you worked in a video store during, during your college years. Yeah, that video store, I inherited it all. I closed that place down and the boss was like, have anything you want. I don't want it anymore. And I'm like, oh my, so everything there is real from the computers and everything were from Kelly's video. That's very cool. That's That's set up in my garage. Okay. So, so, so you must have a lot of land, right? Or you just have a basement and a garage? Is that? Yeah, it's 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 kind of an illusion. Most of, like when you see things, it's like done right. to scale, right? And it looks like much bigger than what it is. No, it's just a just. I live in a bungalow, and the the radio station was actually just like the the previous owners. This was just like an area where they kept like preserves, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I asked my wife, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to turn this into like a radio station. She's like, what? It's like, yeah, and it's going to take place in hell. Right? <laughs> Congratulations, you bought the package. Yes. <laughs> no, but I said it, like I said in my, um, in my uh, episode when I talked about you guys, I said, if this is hell, I... I hope I go there. Right. I mean, you guys exactly. have, you guys have a, a, a video store, you have a, a, a liquor store, you have a barbecue, you have a kick-ass radio station, uh, you know, strip club. You have, I mean, what else do you need? Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, well, exactly. It's it's only the first layer, though. I mean, if you go down further, I mean, depending on how you act, uh, you could go down further in this world. And we, we visit there, and we're going to go further, yeah. too. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that, because I, I have a question about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got, yeah, I've got questions. So, so how, how do you meet up with, with Dave and you and Dave do this? Cause this whole thing is based on a magazine that I had never heard of because I'm in Boston. <laughs> no one did. So. No one did. You know, it was, it was for sale in Boston, actually. The magazine, uh, around 2010 and 11. Yeah. We did six issues and, uh, they did fairly well, but the covers were just too weird for people. And then when people would open it up, there was no like black metal or death metal was, you know, soup of the day for a lot of these people that like zines. And this mm. wasn't, this is like moldy German speed metal. And I'd find obscure bands like Talon and I just interviewed them and they were like, okay, sure. Y you know, you're not going to make money doing right, this. Right, right. And everything's hand done. So that takes a lot of time. Yeah, I, I drew it all. Now, Dave, I lost contact with Dave for years. And uh, I wanted him to do some sort of radio show with me, like a podcast, just a simple mm -hmm. podcast. And it didn't work out. And then I released the show. We got in con He got in contact with me. And then he said, yeah, I'll, I'm on board. He said, I'm very busy. Like, he, he lives a different lifestyle now. Mm -hmm. So Dave comes on as a guest this yeah. right now. And it's not to say that Dave is not a part of it. Dave is very much part of this universe, right? right. But I do the camera work. I do the lighting. Uh, my five-year-old son helps me with a bit of lighting every now and then. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's all me. And I'll contact Dave. I'm like, Dave, do you want to do like a best of Sodom show like in a couple of weeks? And he'll be like, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. We're, we're, okay. So he, okay. he wants to do stuff like that. Oh, that's good. So how do you know, how do you know Ian from Cauldron? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> when Ian first, well, I don't know if you know Cauldron's history. I, I mean, they well, used to be a goat. A little bit, but. Yeah, they used to be Goathorn. And I used to hang around with Jay from Goathorn, that band. And when that band uh, broke up, they got this kid in from Vancouver who was very, very young. And uh, they're like, Phil, just deal with him. Okay, like just kind of babysit him, have fun with him. You know, I think you're an easygoing guy. So we did. And Ian and I got along like it was unbelievable like we were just making mixed tapes and my girlfriend got jealous my wife at, now my girlfriend she's like who is this guy that you're making mixed tapes for right <laughs> right <laughs> so we were having a great time together you know and uh you know he was learning a lot from like the old guy and he was like he was catching getting me caught up as well with a lot mm -hmm. of stuff that i ignored over time you know like mm -hmm. You're a big Maiden fan, but like I didn't want to have anything to do with like Dance of Death, right? I, or any, I was like, no, I want the dirty old stuff, right? I had my nose up in the air. And yep. then Ian was like, no, check it out. And there's nothing wrong with later kiss. And, you know, if a few beers later, you know, he made me younger. He made me a better person. Yeah, that's so good. We've always, we've been like this ever since. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's good. Is he still in, is he in Toronto? He's in Toronto, yeah, right yeah. now. They're under lockdown. And uh, now Ian is more of a, I don't know what he's into now. He's not so much a metal guy anymore. He no. grew up on He grew up on me. Oh, see, I haven't grown out of it. I don't, no. yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, and it's probably, I'm probably never, well, at this point, you know, my mother's like, yeah, I guess you're never 
my brother's like, you're the same. I mean, this is the same. It's like when you were in high school, it's the same thing with you. You never, you've been listening to the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I'm wearing the same shirts from like back in the day. I, that just goes to show you how like ripped I am, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, what was that Rob Zombie line where he said, you'll never hear that person say that one summer I was into Slayer? Yeah. <laughs> it's like once we are in we're in. And Ian's going through a phase right now. I think where Cauldron's not really on the go right now. So maybe he's just trying to emotionally heal himself and distance himself. He'll be back. Don't you worry. Oh, All Phil's right. Come him. on. Come on back, Ian. Come on back. We'll take you back. <laughs> but he schooled me. He taught me a lot, an awful lot as well. So whose idea was it to do the magazine? Was it just like you and Dave just sat around and said, hey, you want to do this magazine? Yeah, Dave was in a band called Rammer, and they were, like, pretty brutal. Like, it was, like, a really hard death metal. And, uh, and you know, Cauldron was this more of an AOR, hard rock sort of band. So it was this a lot, a lot of butting heads. But movies, we got along, we got on the same page when it came to movies. We like trash, we like sleaze. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Your stuff is not that bad. It, it makes me laugh. And he, he used to call me soft serve. <laughs> right? I heard. He's like, yeah. He's like, we're going to go over to Phil's house and listen to some soft serve. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> so everyone gives me a hard time. Right? But, uh, yeah, we, we, we really got along quite well. And, and uh, yeah, the rest is history that no one knows about. Just, yeah. Could you just uh, do this magazine? Yeah. No, it looks like an awesome magazine. But I have looked around and it's like, there's oh. a few there's a few out there, but they're pretty expensive. Yeah, it's it's really stupid, and I can't even grasp it sometimes. Like Dave was contacting me, he's like, "I try." I, he doesn't even own issue four, and I was like, "I don't." I have one copy, I think. I think my father has one as well, but someone was selling it for a hundred and twenty dollars, and that's just like that's an old Spider-Man comic. That's like yeah. some like talented artist with history. Not this trash of these drunken idiots writing on napkins, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Well, that just goes to show, you know. I mean, that's yeah, cool, I guess. Though. That's that's yeah. nice. That's nice. I mean, the, the sad thing is you're not getting any of that mon any of that money. <laughs> I was never getting any of that money anyway. I was paying through the nose to make this thing and then shipping it off to record stores. And I'm like, hey, guys, uh, how are they selling? Oh, not selling at all. Where are they? Oh, we don't know. So it was just, it was just bad. Oh. Like, you know, like, I don't like to say I'm an artist, but you know what I mean? But, I'm not really a business guy. Well, yeah, you got to be kind of both. You know, mm -hmm. so you were probably dead. Oh, you were probably, um, I bet they sold them at, uh, like Newbury comics here in Boston. Probably. I know so Dave, a when record he was store slash comics and magazines and stuff. I know I'd want to kill Dave sometimes because when he was touring, I'd give him a box. I'm like, Dave, put them up at your merch table. Oh yeah. All right. And I was like, that's the perfect way. And then you can manage it. David get drunk at the show and be like, hey, everyone, here's a box of chromium. Oh, I'm like, ah. no. And then yeah, all those like, people turned around and put it on eBay for a buck seventy five. <laughs> yeah. Who know, Who knows? Right. But Dave's not a businessman either. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's too bad. But now you've got this. And um, I, is it taking off? I mean, is it doing well? Well, apparently, uh, I mean, we're not definitely not viral sensations by any means, but I mean, a lot of people that like the VC, the vinyl community on YouTube, 
they've been really supportive and they're like, you know, I've been at this for a few years now, Phil, and I've got 300 subscribers or, you know, you're at nine months and right now you have a thousand and thirty something. So, but I work my ass off. I oh, work yeah. I my mean, ass off at this. I mean, you can tell that it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. And, and now you're telling me I'm, I didn't know that you were like the only person doing that. I thought it was like you and there was other people no, no. Everything. Um, the way it works is uh, it's all very much improv. Like there is a loose map to it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll set the camera up on the barbecutioner and I'll say the lines. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'll, while I'm saying those lines, I'll say like the, the puppets or the puppets voices as well. So I'll know where to do a little cut there. Mm -hmm. Then I have to get down on the floor for about 45 minutes and just do, you know, manipulate the puppets for a bit and then go to the other one. And it's exhausting. Yeah. It's a lot. And people are like, well, I don't know why you can't put out more. Like you have 26. It's like, it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, I don't have, I mean, I've been doing my podcast in September and I'm, this is your episode lucky 13. Um, because I, I work at a grocery store, right. I'm a manager at a grocery store and during okay. the holidays, I don't have any, I mean, I'm working, you know, seven days a week, you know, 12 hour days. So there was no podcast for like two months because yeah. when am I going to do it? You know, it's impossible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I, and you know, I, I was stressing about it and I was talking to, actually I was, uh, talking to Nesbitt from talking maintenance and he was just like, you know, you just, you know, you do your best, you do what you can. And, you know, um, you know, you want to try to be consistent and get it out in a consistent manner. But, you know, you just do the best that you can. And and the audience will, you know, if the people like you, they'll come back, you know. I agree. You know, and if you're not having fun, why are we doing this? Well, that's it. You know, I mean, I started one of the reasons why I started this was because I had reached out to Nesbitt, you know, being the Iron Maiden geek that I am. And we were talking back and forth. And he's the one who said to me, you know, you know, a lot of stuff about metal why don't you just do your own podcast? Because I was like on a couple of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I was on his podcast. I was on a couple of podcasts and everybody was just like, yeah, why don't you just do your own? So I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to shows. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's just good for the mind and it's just fun talking about it. And I've, it, the show has blessed me because I, like, I mean, I'm getting to talk to you. I'm getting to talk to people all over the place and, and it's just, and they're showing me their collections. They're giving me tips on, Hey, you want this? I got a guy. You know what I mean? It's, it's, su- it's such a fun hobby. It's and w- when I first started out with the first three episodes, I was trying to make weekly, you know what I mean? And I was getting sick. I was physically getting sick and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And there's a guy on, on YouTube now called the metal theologian. I don't know if you know him. I, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Phil, I don't want you to burn out. He's like, you, you, you look and you sound like you're tired and you don't, you don't look like you're really enjoying this. So he said, before you make 500 people, you're just going to fizzle out like a couple of other people that did right. the show. Right. I was like, you're absolutely right. I got two small kids as well, full-time job. Right, right, right. right? Exactly. So if people, don't, if people don't like it, if I can't make an, you know, every two weeks or three weeks, that's too bad. I mean, you know, good luck with it. But I'm going, this is my hobby. I'm not making money off this right now. I don't right. owe you anything except I owe me just the fun, creative process. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's how I look at it, too. It's, yeah, this is, that's all it is, is, uh, you know. And, and I think that um, the people who get it, get it and, you know, will come back. I have to tell you, I have a little bit of a crush on Castillo. 
Oh, he is uh, very easy. It's the Charles Bronson mustache, isn't it? <laughs> the greasy <laughs> hair and the... <laughs> <laughs> He's actually based on my uncle. I have a very cool photo uh, that I'm going to show on the show soon. Uh, because they're, uh, there's, a, there's a history of these characters. I have it all laid out. Believe it or not, there is method to this madness. Well, yeah, I was gonna get. I'll, I was gonna get to that because, mm. like, the last episode, you start to see there's sort of seems to be some sort of a story arc going on, right? There's some sort of backstory about you know Falchuk and and uh, how you saved his ass and. Yeah, there. You know, there. We're. I'm really trying, and I'm creating all these characters. And when I have to like play that other monstrous character that's coming back to find the red gem of Hades, <laughs> a piece of it. It's so absurd. You know, my children are watching me do this, and they're like, they don't understand what's going on. My son thinks that every dad has a YouTube channel that dresses up like monsters. Right? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you dress up, and you just, I'm, there is a history there. There is a story that I'm trying to get across there. And uh, it's uh, within the budget that I can possibly do. And I right. have many sets built that you haven't seen yet. Oh, and there awesome. are many. There are many characters and monsters coming because people now that are actually more talented than I, they're saying, Hey, I like your show. This is what I do. Could I offer this prosthetic? Could I? That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. I'll show it. I'll love you. You can have big name credits. I don't care. But as long as you're having fun too, and I'm having fun because I can't pay you right now. <laughs> right? No, I think that's awesome. So, um, Handsome Carl, is he um, your record dealer? He's my record dealer. Your album yeah, he, dealer? Your album dealer? Well, every now and then I'll go to YouTube or eBay, sorry, or Discogs, because his prices are through the his roof sometimes. <laughs> Supply and demand in the first level of hell, you know? Yeah, yeah, true, true. That's definitely that's definitely true. You might uh, remember me because um, we did have a little bit of an exchange prior to this when you did the episode on um, drunken purchases. Okay. And you asked for our stories, and I'm the idiot that spent $800 on a um, Secret Reich uh, album on Bandcamp. Oh, <laughs> no. And <laughs> I read that. I read that. And, well, I got my money back because okay. I missed a decibel point was what happened. This is yeah. what happens. It's Sunday afternoon on my couch. No glasses on, you know, a couple in me, you know. Yeah. $8, Yeah. I'll, I'll get that. And then I forgot the decimal point. And then the next thing I know is I get this message from uh, PayPal saying, you just 800. I would almost shit myself. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I would have <laughs> throw up on the spot. I went nuts. I tried to contact everybody. I was emailing people. I was tweeting people. I was DMing people. I was Facebook messaging people. I DMed Brian Slagle. <laughs> The big guns now. Dude, I was out of my mind. <laughs> out of my mind. I was completely mental. I I mean, I called my bank. I called I, PayPal's. PayPal's is like, well, it already went through. You've got to contact the, um, you know, you got to contact Bandcamp. And I was just losing my shit. And then uh, it Tuesday, I got an email from Bandcamp. And it was like... Hey, it looks like you missed a decimal point. We're going to go ahead and credit your bank account $792. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I got my money back on Thursday. Thank God. But I, lesson learned, right? 
Make Melissa, sure. we don't want to hurt Sacred Reich's feelings. Though. If they're listening here right now, we think you're worth about $900. Don't get us Absolutely. wrong. Well, you know, it's funny because I was thinking, geez, I wonder if they get a message every time somebody, you know, <laughs> you know, and whoa, somebody spent $800 on our new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that was, um, that was some scary shit. So I, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the one that, um, uh, that I was like, oh, well, yeah, I got a story for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I read them, and I, I, I try to respond well, to everybody, you know did. what I mean? He said something, I think he said something about you spit up your orange juice or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for sure, for that price. But, uh, yeah, no, I've I've had many of those, especially back in, you know, back when I first started collecting. Just trigger-happy, young, no children, wasn't married. I was like, I spend what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then you, like... You actually think about it, and then your friends are like, "You paid that." You start to realize what an idiot you've been. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, you're, I don't know. I love eBay and stuff like that, but right now in Canada, it's really not worth it for us. The the, the that global yeah. shipping program. Yeah. And all. yeah. I know it's your like, listeners are just going to love talking about global shipping programs, but. Listen, uh, I, 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 I talk about it all the time on Twitter because I just had um, something. Actually, I was trying to buy something on um, on was it disc on Discogs from Italy, and it was they wanted seven dollars for the album. But the shipping was seventy five dollars. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes no sense. And like when it, it's not only the shipping that gets us, but then we end up having to pay like double the amount and the shipping on top of it this and we have to wait like double the time because everything goes to erlanger kentucky first and then it comes to us and it's like damaged or broken and so well we'll give you your money back i'm like well that's not the point i, <laughs> I wanted yeah, this yeah yeah well no I, no I sent i sent some stuff i sent some stuff to to nesbitt and i did get there safely um and i have a, i have actually have a niece that lives in um in pei okay um yeah, I mean it's it's insane. Like I send her stuff for her birthday, and I always forget that it's going to take like you know three months because it's not that far away, really. No, it's not. But <laughs> you're dealing with Canada Post, and that's that's another different. That's a whole other show right there. <laughs> well, Brexit has caused a lot of problems with the shipping from UK because I had some. I have some records stores in the uk that i was getting some imports and stuff from that i just can't mm -hmm. now it's, it's brexit is just really wreaked havoc on the um shipping shipping out of uh okay have you been uh going crazy during this lockdown like have you been buying like yes. crazy right yeah, yeah I, oh me yeah too. yep yep mental and like oh, yeah. Bandcamp had had those those waiver those wave they waived the fees on fridays and i just went mental because yeah. and then it's like and you were talking about how you don't like colored vinyl. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> I love, love them? colored vinyl. And like, <laughs> did you say? Oh, so Halloween has the has their new album coming out, The Skyfall. And I'm if excited. You go, well, I'm excited too. But I'm telling you, I get on the website to pre-order, and they mm -hmm. you should see the options that they have. And the funny thing <laughs> is, they have no black. My my friend in Ireland, my friend Fergal is like they have no they had no black vinyl. Like yeah. There wasn't even an option. They have a glow in the dark. They have a purple. They have a splatter. They have a clear. They have a, they have a, a red. They have a gold. They have a, they have everything. Like they have a picture disc. <laughs> yeah, but you can't crazy. get black anymore. I They're know, doing and it I'm to like, spite oh, me. I want. 
No, it's despite me. I'm not listen. I'm not an egotist, but I know it's they're doing it just despite me. Said, well, they they watch the show and they said, oh, he doesn't like he yeah. doesn't like black. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> Screw that guy. But I'll tell you, I don't mind. Like sometimes they're they're beautiful. You know, when the splatter actually works. But I, you ever get the ones that just look like? I think someone posted it too on my page. They said, don't you like the one that looks like a pressed flower? <laughs> yeah. It's just like this glob. And I'm like, yeah, it's, this is this is yeah. terrible. Yeah, like the I got the um the re the SOD reissue because um I um subscribed to uh Gimme Metal uh vinyl club and mm-hmm. every month you get and um it's it's supposed to be camo, but it doesn't really it looks I don't know. It looks a little bit it looks okay, but it doesn't look great. You know what I mean? It doesn't really look camo-y. It's like someone vomited on the record. Give it up. Yeah, no. it's just, just it doesn't, <laughs> I know. I've seen better camo. I just, I mean, it's, it's, it looks cool, but it doesn't look that cool. But it looks, I it was looks part cool, of, the, I was part of the headbanger. What is it? The, the metal head box. I, I tried that up for a couple of months. Uh, I ended up stopping it. Yeah. Uh, well, I was like, I'm spending like $70 a month. And do I oh. really need a venom fidget spinner? Like, no. well, I don't know. My, well, yeah. mine, is, mine is $24.99 a month. Okay. Yeah. Some of the records that I get in there are pretty cool. But uh, no, I, I thought, you know what? I can invest that money into like something I would choose on Discogs or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Good record. I mean, that, that's the only, the only thing is that you don't get to choose. You know what I mean? Like some of the stuff. Like I got the high on fire and the album sounds like shit. Like, maybe it's right. produced that way. I mean, well, the CD doesn't sound... I mean, I think they produced it kind of shitty to start with, but it just... The album sounds really shitty. Right. <laughs> it's like, wow. It sounds really... Yeah. It looks pretty, but it's, it sounds really bad. So, yeah, I, um, yeah I, I've gone pretty mental. I mean, the only good news is that because I work in the grocery business, um, I've worked this whole time, and I've had plenty of overtime... And we, we were making the first six months of the pandemic, they paid us a little bit of extra money. Right. Hazard pay, quote unquote, right. um, which all went all went to eBay and Discogs and, like I said, some <laughs> other places over Iron Maiden and other places overseas and uh, some other record places and stuff like that. And then there's a couple of shops um, here in um, Boston that I that I go to, you know, that are open that I check out. Unfortunately, Armageddon, which is in Harvard Square, which is a metal record store, has been closed since this this whole time through this pandemic. And that's really sad. It's probably oh, good. Wow. Probably, it's probably better that I don't, <laughs> I don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But yeah, no, I, uh, I've been buying a, a crazy amount. I, I do, I'm not a big fan of reissues. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a snob. I have done it. But, uh, some of them, I just, it's not even the sound. Like, songs get left out and left mm-hmm. off. And mm-hmm. I tell you, too, you mentioned glow-in-the-dark options. I would never, ever buy a glow-in-the-dark record. The sound is absolute trash on yeah. those. The, I don't know that, why they're using it. Well, it's the same thing with picture disc. I mean, if I buy a picture disc, it's to put it on my wall. I don't really have any interest in, in playing yeah. them because they don't sound that good. Do you have any Chris Tetley interviews? I've always wanted those. You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Look them up. They were, they were, you couldn't escape them in like the discount bins. They were picture discs and they were like beautiful. They'd have like stain on them, dance spits, you know. Oh, no, yeah. And it was just this, this English guy interviewing them, you know what I mean, during a sound check. And 
<laughs> they're just dreadful. But like pre-internet days, like this is how you got your information about like the new new album dropping. Well, you know, yeah, the, yep. The Chris Tetley interview. So I, I think we're gonna spoof one of those soon. <laughs> That's well. You know what? I actually did a spoof on you. Um, I did um my metal my metal tag. 2021 right. okay. based on your based on your questions okay yeah and that, those were actually from what was it like another gentleman who had an awesome channel the rock scout well they have they it's like they do that they do that yeah. metal, they do that um whatever it is the, the final tag final and, tag whatever yeah. yeah yeah so i mean it's not exact but it's and i and i give you guys credit again you get a shout out on the podcast i oh, give you guys credit. You. i say you know i said this i got this from from chromium and um and i did my own sort of little little vinyl tag so well those are and fun and i find that like the vinyl community on youtube there's like contests every 15 minutes and sometimes people get irritated with me because they're like you didn't partake in mine you know what i mean i'm like i can't i don't have time honest to yeah, god i yeah. try i try but it's just impossible. Yeah. No, I mean, you can only do so much. I know. I, I mean, the same thing with podcasts. You know, people are like, oh, listen to my podcast. You, know, like, you know, trying to get around to it, you know. Meanwhile, you know, I'm trying to, you know, read books and, you know, clean my bathroom and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, my, I'm supposed to have downstairs clean today. That was my chore. And it can get done. <laughs> What'd you listen to today? Uh, well, I'm was actually not listening to much today because I was just getting the set ready because I filmed a huge, uh, the next episode is uh, a punk and metal show. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, I, I go into some punk stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of old school stuff like that, but yeah. So the germs mostly today and uh, it was, a, it was kind of a punk day as I was editing. Oh, that's good. That's, that's cool. Um, you no, know, I try play- to be open-minded, you know? Yeah. <laughs> do you play D and D? Oh God, yeah. Oh. For do you sure. still? You because I used to do it in high school. I used to play it in high school, but I haven't in years. I stopped for years as well. Um, but I all along I collected the little miniatures and painted them and created oh, wow. little dioramas. Yeah, and created the dioramas because it was just really good practice, like painting. And I found it was like really good for my mind as well. <laughs> that can be debated <laughs> but uh yeah so then i got then the fifth edition came out because i hated the fourth edition i was not interested in that at all right mm-hmm. in the meantime i was trying i was trying to get a girlfriend during like four fourth edition you don't want to be playing D D at that point no you don't <laughs> but now that the fifth edition's out and i'm married i'm letting it all out <laughs> <laughs> I, like i haven't played you i used i had a um when I was in high school, my senior year, I um, I took a class. It was called analytical play, and that's what we did. We played Dungeons and Dragons. It's so cool. And I've been trying. I did one episode where I do D and D metal, and yeah, I, that's what, yeah. that's why I asked you. Yeah, it's like a reoccurring <laughs> thing that we want to do. When I want to like talk about like power metal and like that old like proto power sword and sandal rock, I'm going to use that as the like the bookend. You'll see me and the characters playing D D. you might see other sh- people from other shows on here you know playing it with me right i think i i think that'll be fun oh yeah yeah that's awesome that's 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 very cool did your wife play it too um <laughs> bless her heart all right 
I love her to pieces, but she's just not into this world. And you know what? That's probably a good thing. But can you imagine if you had two of those people in the house? <laughs> like, it, it would be just chaos. We'd, she'd be, like, buying things like crazy. We'd, like, we'd never get our bills paid. She's That's the true. mom. She's like, here's your idiot money. And this is <laughs> this is what she – she's a banker, okay? Right? Okay, she's a She's a financial advisor, and she knows what a kid I can be. Peter Pan. She's like, look, we got this coming out this month, and this coming out. Here, if you want to get these records and stuff like that, that's fine. I'm like, yes, mom. Yes, mom. I understand. Right? That's good. And I, I'm not ashamed of it. No, you have to have somebody who's the voice of reason. Oh yeah, because Definitely. I'm just madness. Yeah. See, I'm single, so I have no, no, uh, nobody to tell me no. <laughs> the cat, cat doesn't tell me no. <laughs> Well, I mean, like there was, there was not that long ago where I almost dropped, uh, a, you know, a large amount of money on a soundhouse tapes because I need that. So I do too, and I've been uh, looking everywhere, but you got to be really careful. Oh yeah, big time. I've seen some, I've seen some scammers out there. It's like yeah. when you see eight or nine hundred dollars. I mean, it's, that's insane. But you know, it's not the real thing. If you, I mean, I think you're going to pay about. $2,000. For me, as a Canadian, yeah. probably $2,500 yeah. for a real Soundhouse tape. And I don't know if I save that amount of money for a record, if I'm actually going to pull the trigger, you know, or I'm just going to get, like, 10 other, like, awesome ones. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. I mean, do you have the reissue? A... Do you have the reissue that came out in 86? Was it the was it 86? No, I don't have it at all. I have no copies of Soundhouse tapes. Yeah, so uh, I have that, but and you know, it's sort of. And I mean, it's fine. You you know, it's soundless. But yeah, I want the original one. And the thing that really sucks is that there was I was, I should have been able to get it. You know what I mean? Because I was fifteen when it came out. Right. You know, but uh, but I didn't know about it. I didn't I didn't know about them till the first album. So, you know. Okay. No, for me, I, I jumped on board. Like most kids my age was. Around somewhere in time. Was, well, yeah, because you're, you're of that age. Yeah, and that, that, again, there's that synthy sound, that like summer barbecue heavy metal. Where <laughs> I didn't see anything wrong with it at all. Everyone's like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You don't know anything. My cousins are like, listen to Peace of Mind. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it doesn't, you know. I don't want to go out in a swimming pool and, you know, have a barbecue listening to it. Not no, like, you know, not like, tur not like Turbo. Not like Turbo. <laughs> Peace of Mind is my favorite, is actually my oh, favorite. Oh, well, yes, it's my favorite now, too, because you grow up, you know what I mean? I yeah. didn't like onions when I was a kid, either, right? <laughs> Just... <laughs> like, you know, Turbo's all that old bad. stuff. Oh, Turbo uh, bad, I, it is pretty bad. cringy sometimes. It, like, there's it has where I have my, to... although it does have my absolute least favorite Judas Priest song on it, and that's uh, um, Wild Nights and crazy days or crazy days and hot, 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 hot and crazy days hot, whatever it is i yeah oh yeah i can hang out with that i can hang out with that song that's no problem for me parental guidance is the oh. one where i have to leave the room yeah the opposite i don't like either one of them but i like parental guidance better oh yeah and i i love the atmosphere that's just absolutely hilarious uh atmosphere on uh, out in the cold with those synths like what were they thinking? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. They were just, I don't know. They were trying to be, I don't know, 80s These or whatever. These were cocaine decisions. Cocaine decisions. That's what this was. 
seemed like a good idea at the time. And then you well, got fair. Ram It Down, which, you know. Ram it, the song Ram It Down is awesome, and then the rest of it is. Like, I think you, you were the one who said, um, you know, they were kind of late uh, holdovers from Turbo. Yeah, it was total hangover. Yeah, definitely. Right? But, uh, I mean, listen, I, I love the dumb arena rock uh, priest. Like, I have no problems with any of that, to be honest with you. But as I've gotten older, you, you discover the '70s stuff, and you're like, "Oh my god, holy yeah. shit!" I love like, the '70s stuff, insane. but I mean, I like I like the other stuff too. I like British Steel and Point of Entry, and yeah, I love Point, Point of Entry. Point of Entry is where I when I first saw them. That's the first tour that I saw, first time that I saw Judas Priest. The Easter Bunny brought me uh, Point of Entry when I was too oh, old to believe in the Easter Bunny. I was like, Easter "What is going bunny. on? <laughs> Why is he bringing me Point of Entry?" <laughs> But I wanted Defenders. <laughs> oh, Easter. Well, Easter Bunny brought me uh, the Andy Gibb album. Ah, uh, When it came nice. out, when I had to turn it in. And Easter Bunny was unhappy about the fact that I didn't like that album, and I was ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the Easter Bunny has to understand that there is a customer complaints department in whatever field you work in. Right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, Easter Bunny should know what I like. <laughs> I was a metalhead back then too. So, do you have um, a big? Did you have a big collection of vintage? I did. I had well? a fairly. I had a fairly. Yeah, I did. I had a fairly big collection. I had a really nice. And and I actually got ripped off twice because I used to live. I lived in Hawaii in 1985 briefly, and it's a look long at time. you living in Hawaii. Woo wee. Matter of fact, I saw uh, the World Slavery Tour there. Okay, brag. Now you're brag, just now brag. you're just trying to p- pissing me off. So, so my friend was in the navy, and it's kind of a it's not really a funny story. It was kind of a funny story. She got caught drunk driving, and okay. she, she was. But because she's in the navy, she had to move back on base. So I'm in this apartment that I can't afford by myself. And uh, long story short, I ended up babysitting this lady's kids and I had my albums and my stereo and I had to come back to the mainland and I packed everything up and I said I'll send you the money and you know you ship me the stuff and there was a couple of different boxes and of course she sent me everything but the albums and the stereo and I'm calling calling you know of course you know it's different times and there's no way I can get in touch with her there's no it's they're gone they're gone I mean some stuff I brought with me because some stuff I was not going to leave there, like all my Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, um, my my uh, Pink Floyd, my Rush, you know, there was right. things that I knew that I needed to, you know, needed to take. But I had a lot of like, I had a lot of stuff that I left there that, that that like uh, old like early eighty eighty one, you know, stuff like Warrior and and uh, awesome. just, you know, just yeah, you know what I mean, just like. Um, what else did I, I mean, I just had like all kinds of like, just, you know, bands that really uh, nobody's heard of now. You know what I mean? They were just, sure. you just, and, um, if anyone understands that it's me. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. And so that's why I see you, I see you pull up these albums and I'm like, Oh my God. And you know, but at the time I'm thinking, yeah, well, I can't take everything with me. So I'll leave, I'll leave this stuff. It's not that big of a deal, you know? And now it's like, yeah. And then I and then I so then when I came home I started to re up again, and then I lived in Denver 
and I had to leave some stuff at my mom's. And um, she's like, oh, yeah, I had a garage sale. Oh, God. Like, what? Mm. So then, I, so then that, now that was 1991. So then I started to re-up again. But the thing is, is that um, some of that stuff I can't get anymore. No, it's on a form. Like, or, or you can get it and it's like insane, insanely priced. Yeah. You know, when a, an 88, 89 Slayer shirt is like $700, it's like, what? It, what happened? Yeah. It's, what it's, happened? Like, <laughs> right. And, and, you know, the thing is, is like I, I went to see um, Iron Maiden um, for the um, Legacy of the Beast tour here in Boston. I went a bunch of different places. I was in Canada, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how they do the event shirts? So they had an event right. shirt for the, the Boston show. And when we went to go get them, they were all sold out. So the guy says to me, oh, just go on the website and see if you can get them. And I got on the website and they didn't have any. So I, I, um, I PM them and I was like, hey, are you going to like, re, re, you know, whatever, reship them out or whatever, have more in stock? And he said, no, what we had was that it is, it's not a very popular shirt. Most people don't really care about wearing that shirt. So I went online to see if I could find them. And they like $300, $350. And I'm just like what are you doing? Like, so somebody just went there and bought like a shitload of shirts so they could turn around and sell them. Yeah. It's these flippers, like in any field now, like from records to shirts to, to toy collections, it doesn't matter. Like sneakers, these people are buying and flipping and they have these bots. It's, it's just ruined the hobby. It, that's another reason why I don't like these reissues. I don't want to, I really don't want to messing around with these people. It's, it's, it's not worth yeah. it to me. Yeah. You know, if I need, if I have a hole in my collection, because I, I, I'd rather, you know, not that I'm Mr. Big Bucks, but I'd rather spend an extra $50 just to get even a damaged old <laughs> rather than have to deal with these people. Yeah. They're not getting my money. No, it just, it, and then, you know, of course you could get them for like twenty four ninety nine from Hong Kong or whatever, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. A bullshit one. But it just makes me so mad because it's like, I was at that show. Yeah. I deserve that shirt. Sure. Because I never wear a shirt for a show that I wasn't at. Okay. Oh, really? I have a rule about that. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a big tramp then. <laughs> I uh, I have a pretty big collection on, on Instagram uh, with my dog. I took a photo every day of my old vintage shirts. So I was, I was making this like calendar. It was just like, the progression of my dog's life. I have an awful lot of metal shirts that I think you might like. Oh, I have to. I have to follow you on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram too often, but I'll have to check it oh, out. What kind of yeah. dog do you have? Uh, he's a Highland Maltese. He's Ooh. just just an asshole of a creature, but we love him. Oh. His name his name's Ruben. He's going to be on the show soon. Oh, good. Yeah, he's he's the filth hound. I was. We were actually going to start bringing in T-shirts of the you know vintage T-shirts, and and Ruben is the gatekeeper of all those, right? Well, but you wear some of your shirts because I see you wear. I think you wore an Exciter shirt in one episode. Yeah, and no, that's it's hard to see, but yeah, because of the stupid hood, which is disintegrating. Like I'm trying to get another one. Like really, the, the it's this mask that's this company elusive concepts made. Like because I didn't want to use my face. It's just, right. like, it's just ridiculous, right? And and so I, I found this mask, but it was 
in pretty rough shape, but I got it for a good deal. Now, this one guy, I was like, I, he's got one, and it's in immaculate condition. I'm like, I need it for the show. Like, how much are you going to charge me for this? Yeah. And again, these people are like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's rare, so it's going to be like four or $500. I'm like, what? no. Oh, yeah. For the for this mask in particular. Like, I'm like, that's not happening. All right. So you're probably just going to see at one point, there's just going to be a little piece left on my face because it's, it's going through hell, let me tell you. Is it hot wearing it? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And, and in this room where there's a lot of lights and stuff, it's it's just gross. I've left and uh, just just had to shower like twice Peel sometimes. It off your, yeah, peel it off it's, your head. <laughs> it's gross. Now in the garage, it's another thing because in Labrador, it's so cold and the garage is not heated. So I think that's what's causing damage to the mask. It's freezing and thawing. <laughs> It's, Can't you bring, I it, up, for bring this. it upstairs? Bring it upstairs. The missus doesn't want it upstairs. Yeah, yeah, she'll love that. I, we have a functional 1997 video store in our living room. It'll really tie the place together. She'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just the mask, not the whole video. So just, just the, bring the mask. Oh, just, yeah, so I'll just do the do the do those segments from my, the middle of my living room. You know, the <laughs> the encyclopedia set. Yeah, that'd look real great. What do the people? What do the people um, at your day job think about this hobby? Do they know about? Yeah, this? I don't really push it on them because, like, they're adults. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like when I get excited and I'm like, "Oh my god, you should just see what I got on eBay right now!" And they're like, "You know, it's a vintage Buck Rogers figure, and I got it for an amazing deal of like 120 bucks." And they're like, "Huh? <laughs> oh my god!" But they don't get it, right? They don't care about like the single of like you know crocus that I found for steel. Right? They, yeah. These people exist. They you know they have their jobs. They watch hockey and they drink beer. You know, and yeah. bless their hearts, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I can't. And, yeah, at work, it's the same thing. I, you know, yeah. my boss has no idea, doesn't understand about my. You have a podcast to talk about what? <laughs> yeah, heavy metal. Like nobody listens to heavy metal. I'm like, like you don't even need to. You're not even going to get into it with them. You're right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right, hold on, I got to plug in my computer because it's going to die. We also may be attacked by my son here soon. I can hear him on the prowl. Cool. No, he's. <laughs> I guess. Hold hold on one second. All right. Sorry about that. That was awkward. No, no problem at all. So I thought that maybe um, Phelan was your son. <laughs> no, that's that's my cousin that I grew up with. That's his oh. son. His name is Grady. <laughs> Poor Grady. He's, uh, he that that's his personality. Actually, it was like, <laughs> really? oh, that's not really good direction or very good acting. It's like, no, this is him right there in a nutshell. And that quote, <laughs> that quote was so him. Because we were sitting around Christmas time, and I was telling him about like this record that I have and what I paid for it, and he's like, oh, "That's like six years of Spotify." I'm like, <laughs> perfect, perfect. You'll do. Yes. <laughs> you want to be in the pitches? <laughs> I've got another uh, another cousin too that's going to be on the show, and I really want to like spoof the uh, the young YouTuber that's you know with the 
you know, has the iPad and it's just like reading from like news sites, you know what I mean? And, and just has 93,000 viewers. I know. Well, it's sort of right? like, you know, to be influencer, you know, whatever that means, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But so, he is, so, you have a million people watching you put on lip gloss. Exactly. And you know what I mean? It's like, you're bigger than that. You're, you're an adult. You know what I mean? Like, why are you so upset by it? I'm not upset by it. I'm just like, I feel let down by like the human race sometimes. Like there's a guy and he is like these ASMR videos, right? You know what I'm talking about? These ASMR. Oh, this is a world you need to check. Besides Chris Tetley interviews, these ASMR videos where like people are like eating or whispering softly Right. And like these guys, uh, write this, this, yeah, ASMR videos. <laughs> well, this, is, this guy is just like eating Dunkin' Donuts and he's just whispering, he's like, mm, it's so tasty. So delicious. And he's got like 100,000 views. Oh, in, like, you know, I think two- I've heard something about that. I think the yeah. kid, because I work with a lot of young people and um, sure. they talk about that kind of stuff. I think, is he on TikTok or something? I don't know. Listen, there's hundreds, of, there's thousands of them. And it's like when I'm watching it, a lot of it is like young girls doing it. I'm like, this is super pervy, right? Like she's yeah. just assembling Legos, but there's something like really sexual about it that I'm just not really comfortable with. <laughs> it's like I have this obscure little frozen two and I'm just going to assemble it here for you today. And I'm like, there's dudes really getting off on this right now. <laughs> You well, know. you know, there's a, I have to ask, um, I have to ask um, somebody at work about this because there's a guy at work, Matt, who um, he does that. He collects a lot of Legos and he does watch videos like how to put them together and all this stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is huge. Like I'm busting my ass off, and at a maximum, I think I have a thousand views, and that's okay. I mean, the, I knew what I was getting into when I when I started doing this it might be not it may be like 950 since i watched them more than once (laughs) oh yeah that's you that's you thank you i really appreciate it just get my mother to just like refresh the page refresh the page we gotta look good here (laughs) so i said to my mom i'm like just put put on the podcast and then go take a shower or something you don't actually have to listen (laughs) yeah well, uh, it's hilarious because my mother watched the show. I have it recorded. I'm going to use it. I threatened to use it on the show. She left a message. She's like, your father and I watched the show. Very creative. Right? <laughs> She's like, oh, my. She goes, where did we get you? And then it just it gets so much better from there. She goes, listen, we don't mind you using the F word the way you do. But can you please stop taking the Lord's name in vain? <laughs> but, Mom, I'm in hell. I was like, we didn't raise you this way. Oh, Lord, hell. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's where I got that wacky sense of humor, I suppose. Oh, but. So I was going to ask you what your, what your family thought, thinks of your channel, but now I know. Oh, yeah, no, they, they know. They're very supportive. Like, even, like, my mother is, like, pretty conservative, you know what I mean? But she mm-hmm. was... Never what we'd call a holy roller. I mean, I grew up in a Catholic household, Mm -hmm. but my parents never, ever stopped me at the door and said, that music is not coming into this house. It was very supportive. Like my mother, the only one that she stopped me was the first Megadeth. I remember being very young. She's like, killing is my business and business (laughs) is good. Are you serious right now? And I'm like, oh, read the lyrics, ma. Right. This is the news. (laughs) You know? This is the news. <laughs> yeah, right. So she looks through and she goes, "Oh, okay. He's a he's a hitman." And I'm like, "It's about the Punisher, 
don't you know? <laughs> right? And she's like, okay, just just be nerdy. <laughs> right? You could be out doing much, much worse than killing That's my business. Right? That's it. That's it. You know, as I said, I'm, right, so, you know, my mom, you know, this is, this is the worst thing that you have to deal with. Yeah. You know, I've got a job and, you know, I'm not a drug addict and I'm not a... <laughs> But, you know, you, you, yeah, exactly. I think we're doing okay. But the thing is, like, at that time, this, that whole satanic panic of D&D and heavy metal, I mean, that's what I was into. So make no wonder, like, parents were freaked out, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time, I mean, I had been a metalhead for long, long enough that by the time, you know, that whole, all that, that stuff came out, I was already an adult, you know? Right. I graduated high school in 83. So I was right. already, you know, I was already out of the house. I was already, you know, right. doing my own thing. So, but, you know, my mom, my mom was, my mom was always worried about concerts, you know, me going to concerts. Like I had a chance to go to um, the Black Sabbath Never Say Die tour, the one where Van Halen opened for them. And my mother wouldn't Whoa. let me go because I was too young. And that, that's probably a good move, though, if you 12. think about it. Well, yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, as a dad now, I'm like, I get that move now. I know you're full of resentment about it. I would be, too. But, you know, nothing good was going down at that show. <laughs> I know, well, that's true. And I, my, my suit, my, I have an older sister and she was married and, you know, and they weren't they're not a lot. They weren't a lot older than me. They were like 19, maybe 20. So, yeah, I mean, it was going to be a lot of, you know, stuff going on, but still, I mean, I I had an opportunity to go to see Zeppelin and my mother said, you can see them the next time around. And then the next time around, we know what happened. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's okay, mom. So guess what? (laughs) That next time you talked about not happening. I wasn't allowed to go see Samantha Fox when she came to St. John's. That well, was, how old were you when? I mean, because that's that's why I thought you were older. Because I'm like Samantha Fox. That's like eighty six, eighty seven. Yeah, this was 88. 87, 88 When uh, at that time, again, my cousins were all going to it, and they were coming home like, and Samantha played this, and Motorhead open and opened for Alice Cooper at the Memorial Stadium, and I'm like, but I want to yeah. go, yeah. right? But you know, I just wasn't, so I was living vicariously yeah. through them, right? right? I was that kid that was, you know, on the floor just looking up in absolute awe. I was like, this is, this is where I got to be. And when I finally got to that age, it was all dead. It was gone. <laughs> I know. Right? You know, Bruce oh, leaves no. Iron Maiden. I, got to, I, got, I, I did get to stay home from school when Bruce quit uh, Iron Maiden. Oh, I good. bawled. I bawled yeah. my eyes out. And, like, even when Halford left Priest, and like now I was in high school at that point, and I was like a state. I was like, I can't, yeah. I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> it was dark times. It was dark times. It was dark times. <laughs> yeah, like Dio was on buses, and he's like had the most bitter interviews, and you're just like dying. It's like everything oh, is gone. I everything know. is shit. Pageantry is gone. Oh, everything, everything was unplugged, and I'm like, no, plug it back plug in. It in. Plug it in. I know. Yeah. And then and then everybody, then you had like, uh, you know, everybody, all the metal people trying to be grunge, which was also really weird. Yeah, I know. I, it was it was hard. I mean, not to say that, like, I you know, I joked about it earlier, like Pearl Jam and, and grunge and stuff. There's some great tunes. It's great music. It just wasn't the aesthetic that I loved. It's like I liked high cut, you know, I, I liked 
you know, sneakers and, and tight jeans and that metal. Like, I, I just love that thrash vibe, that aesthetic. Did you, did you have big hair? I did. There was a point where I actually, my hair was, I have photos. Some, I think I'm going to post them. My hair inspiration was Jeff Young from Megadeth because I loved his, like, his feathery hair that he had. I'm like, that's it. The Farrah Fawcett, but for yep. a dude. That's right? exactly what <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what it was. But I was like kind of obsessed with him. I was like, I was like, man, that guy looks like Joe from the Facts of Life. Like, and I was obsessed with Joe from the <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It's like, am I gay for Jeff Young? <laughs> was, there was so much happening for me when I was a kid. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but yeah, he was my uh, my hair inspiration. And then it uh it, it takes a lot of maintenance to have Jeff Young here. Right? I used and, to have big hair, and it took a lot. Yeah, did you have the big, big oh, bangs? Oh, yeah, and... yeah, and I, I mean, my hair is naturally curly anyway, so it just it naturally gets big. My hair, I looked more like, um, probably like uh, Sebastian Bach, the big. Oh, hello. Big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. it was. I remember being Big devastated. Main. Yeah, but when when I lost my hair, that was that was rough because it was not that I had an odd shaped head or I was self conscious of that. It was just like the metal is being stripped from me everywhere I look. And I found out I was being interviewed because the video store that I worked in. Listen, this is tragic. Okay, listen to this. The video store that I adored, and I would still be there if it was still open, it closed. So I had to take a job at Blockbuster Video. Now, that's the worst place in the world. Yeah. yeah. So as I'm being interviewed there in a security camera, I could see the back of my head. That's all I could see. And I'm like, excuse me, is that is that me? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh. How old are you? How old at, are you this, at this point? Oh, man, I was like early early 20s like it was starting oh, to like wow. uh, so you lost your hair early yeah i had the cul-de-sacs you know, listen i'm telling you now the jeff young didn't do me any good <laughs> right like had i just had maybe a nice you know chris poland or something like that i would have gotten away with it but no not me man i had no, to go jeff yeah, young you had to blow dry your hair out yeah just washing it in evian water <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. that really happen Oh yeah, no, this, this truly happened. And, uh, I remember like, I kept it like loud and proud. It was like real awesome cul-de-sacs going on and back there and it was really mullety. And I passed out at a party and this girl had, uh, clippers and she just went over my head and I woke up and she's <gasps> like, you're welcome. <laughs> so what? She yeah. She, she helped me take the leap. Oh. I remember saying earlier, I was like, I really don't know how I'm going to go from that to this it was hard you know and uh yeah. i guess she was listening to me and she heard me secretly suffering so when i passed out she just gone <laughs> i was like all right here i am You're now like, I'm, yeah I'm no head. it looks good oh looks well good. listen i know I, I was just fishing for compliments right <laughs> <laughs> no it looks it looks well now everybody's everybody's yeah, got it you know Everybody's with her. I am going to grow out. I'm threatening to grow out a long blonde rat's tail, though. That's what I think I'm going to do. I'm bringing that back. There you go. <laughs> bring back the bring back the rats. <laughs> or you just you get the beard that you. Just, no, you know, you can't can do that. Can't it. do it. You get one no. in the back and one in the front. <laughs> just go. 
just go around. <laughs> All right, these are options for me. I'm writing it down. <laughs> you just never know. You just never know. Well, we've been on the phone for like an hour. I know. I know. I, I can just see. I can just go on and on and on and on and on and talk and talk and talk. I am so glad that you agreed to do this. I can't thank hey, you enough. I oh, you know what I did want to ask you. One what? thing I did want to ask you. Better is, be math Did you try? Did you try all of the Iron Maiden beers? Oh God, yes. You can, except the new one that's out now, the Fear of the Dark. I think is the new so one. So, I've I've tried the Fear of the Dark. And that's we can't get them all here. So the only one that I've tried is the Fear of the Dark and the regular Trooper. Those are the only two that I've been able to try. Okay, Sun and Steel is good. What is your favorite? The Sun and Steel. I think I like Sun. That was light and breezy. I, I remember enjoying that one. Like I think I said you could assemble a patio or something like that while drinking those. You know, you wouldn't be hungover for your kids. Like I think it's what you said about li uh, Light Brigade. I think you said oh that. maybe light brigade yes light no geez you are watching these you're like you know what you're scaring me you're like those star trek fans at the convention in episode 55 <laughs> when you said <laughs> well i love that episode i watched quite a bit because i'm a big iron maiden fan and and uh, you know i was like and then i was like i wonder if he's actually getting a hold of all these beers because i we can't in the u.s we can't get a hold of all of them oh they're they're so easy to get here. They're everywhere. It's just, but I think it's because Labrador, where I am, we're connected to Quebec, and Quebec is so European. Like it's, yeah. it's unbelievably European, and they yeah. and they also Quebec is like the hub for heavy metal in Canada. Right. So it is. I, I think, was just there last summer. Oh, really? Okay, right on. So you know what I'm talking about, right? They, you can like you trip over Motorhead beers. You'll trip over Anthrax War Dance mm -hmm. for for a short time that that was available. We had all those, right? But uh, yeah, I, I wanted to. I really want to try that Fear of the Dark one. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's I a kept dark my variety pack. It's still down there somewhere. But uh, I mean, I tried to send some beers to uh, to another show and, 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 a, and a bottle of liquor that we have here, and uh, I can't get it across. Like Canada Post will ship it, but the USPS has a strict rule. Yeah, yeah, because um, I I've had some problems because I'm trying to get my niece to send me some stuff. Right, and she's had some, and she's had some issues. I tried to get her to send me the. Um, do you remember when Metallica did those um, Coca Cola? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they did them only in Canada, and she couldn't send them. That's so weird. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, Metallica has a Budweiser out now, though. I know that because oh, Old Head they? did a. Yeah, I don't know if you watch Old Head show, but Old Head. I don't watch a, it all the time, but yeah, I've seen it a couple times. Oh, really? Oh. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have it. I I don't know. See, they Old Head and I. Budweiser. Hmm? It's Budweiser. It's Budweiser. Yeah, I'm I'm holding out for the Megadeth one though because he and I are always going nose to nose because I'm a Megadeth guy. I was a hardcore Megadeth kid, as you know now, right? Yes. And I I had no candy for Metallica. I was I hated them. I resented them like crazy. Really? The, yeah. The, the was... Early stuff. They didn't like the early stuff. Oh, come on. I secretly had it. You know, I, I got it. It's just I never told anyone about it, right? It's just like you dim the lights and put on Ride the Lightning. But it's like I felt like I was cheating on Dave. <laughs> you kind of were. But... I was kind of. And then I grew up and I'm like, Jesus, Dave is such an asshole. I had yeah. the chance to meet him and I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I was like, I can't, I can't let that happen because... 
if I meet him and he turns out to be absolutely horrible to me, because he's not going to give a damn about me. Right. I'm all right. In, in on him. Yeah. And then that's just creepy for them too. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want, I don't want it. I don't, I don't, I don't like that either. I don't really go out of my way to meet people because I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Like I've never met anybody in Iron Maiden. And people are like, well, don't you? I was like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm nervous because I've loved yeah. them for 40 years. I don't want to meet them. And then somebody. It's a smart move. Be a problem, it's a smart you know? move. Yeah. I mean, like, I met I mean, Ronnie James Dio in like a meet and greet like a thing. And he was super nice, you yeah. know. Um, and, and I met Lemmy once and he was super nice too, but it's just like, you know, a meet and greet type of thing, you know, I was like, hello, you know, whatever. And that's the other thing, like, I'm not spending all kinds of money to be standing in a line to be herded in, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I, I did that for Alice Cooper once and that's when I, I stopped because oh, Alice really? didn't even look, I waited two and a half hours to meet Alice. And when I got there and I was like pretty much, you know, they, they like cattle. And yeah. I, when I finally got, I was like, oh, hey, Mr. Cooper, can you, and I had a copy, a VHS copy of Monster Dog, which is pretty, it's, you know, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. I thought I'd get a sensible chuckle out of him. Yeah. He didn't even look up at me. He was just like, and he just signed it and moved on. He could have been having a bad day. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, you know. But people, it just stuck with me. Yeah. And I mean, that's the whole thing is that, um, you know, I mean, as if you pay a lot of money. For that, like, yeah. I, just, yeah, I'm not, I'm good. Yeah, I we're better to. off. We're, let, we're let's, here's it's our pack right mystique, now. Mystique, mystique, you know? Exactly. Yes, it's our right. pact. We're not going to go out of our way to meet anybody. I mean, if you, if I meet them, you know what I mean? Like if something, somehow yeah, or it, whatever, but I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to. Yeah, but it's got to be on our terms, right? I get That's that. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Look at us. We're making demands right now. No, you come meet me, Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> right? Not possible now, but still. Well, unless he's gonna, unless he's at the first circle of hell, then maybe you might run into him at Murray's. Oh, that good. <laughs> Murray's liquor. <laughs> Everybody knows Murray's liquor. That's why too. When you said that, when uh, when you uh, wanted to do the interview, I was like, oh man. This lady's name is Melissa. It just ties with Merciful Fate. I'm like, this can't go wrong. It's going to work out. Well, d um, yeah. Well, you have a you made mention of a Melissa. You had a Melissa on one of the shows. Yeah, it's our Siri. The computer or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's our Siri. It would be named Melissa because it's the ultimate heavy metal uh, female name. So congratulations. I love that. Yeah. I, I was yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder. I thought that's what it was. I was like, it's the computer. Yes. <laughs> He's got a computer named Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and it was me doing the voice. I, I really tried to get a female to do it. We're so pressed for time. And at that point, I know we got, I'm, I'm blathering now, but at that point, if you watch the kiss episode, um, you'll note the, the, the color is, it's an ugly looking show and an ugly sounding show, but that one was particularly bad because I went blind. Oh no. What happened? About three weeks. I, I, I had some weird sort of stomach infection and it caused iritis. I didn't have a clue what the hell that was, but I lost my vision. So yeah. I was trying, oh you'll notice <laughs> you've already watched it six times. Please don't go back. Right. <laughs> but you'll notice I'm reaching for things or the color changes within shots because I well, was you know, trying to act. I thought that was just, you were trying to act drunk. 
No, I was blind. <laughs> like, and not like. I just thought Barbara Kushner was drunk. Oh, but that happens a lot too. Let me tell you, right? <laughs> this, there, there's been times. Let me tell you, that's I've crawled out of here, right? Just liquor sweats and. But it's it's the only thing that keeps you sane because people are like, oh my god, you look like you're having a fantastic time. But it really, like, to my wife, she's hearing it outside, and she said it sounds like someone who's having like an episode. <laughs> right? It's like I'm doing all these voices, and I'm down on the floor, and I'm like, she's like, oh gosh, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we got to maintain our sense of humor, Melissa. Absolutely, we absolutely, we have to. So is so what is Falchuk? Is he just a rubber ball? Like what is he? What, what the actual product was? Yeah, I don't know what that. What it? What is that? I don't. It even... was basically capitalizing when Gremlins came out, like all these like oh, Gremlins okay. derivatives, and this was something called a Boglin. <laughs> They're really expensive right now because I was like, I'm going to need some more of these, like just in case they start to fall apart because I'm rough on this stuff. And I tried to get them, and it was just stupid prices, right? And it was an accident because. I wasn't even supposed to use that. I was supposed to have another person who was supposed to be working the radio station, my engineer. And he just was like, I can't do this. I, this is too weird. He's like, it's not going to work out. And I'm like, I get it. I totally understand. <laughs> right. So I was like, well, I got to riff with somebody. Right. I can't be like this. And you know what I mean? So right. who am I going to riff with? So I just grabbed this thing and just put it there. And I'm like, well, I'll deal with something later on. And then I, I contacted, I, I was like, I'm going to need something more. And that's where Castillo came into it because I was like, I, I'm going to have to spend a little bit of money here. And I contacted this guy in Italy and I said, this was our mascot from the magazine. He was attached to a giant cyborg, but he had this puppet to make him more like, you know, relatable. <laughs> right. I was like, can you make it for me? Like how much? He was, was, like, was he part of Trox? Was Trox? Yes. Yeah. They, okay. Trox, and uh, listen, I, I'm biting off more than I can chew. Trox is being built in the garage as we speak. Uh, but it's going to be a disaster. Like it's going to be Trox on like a, a $35 budget. But I think that's somewhat endearing anyway. I right? do. But I'm trying. God damn, I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> but yeah, the puppet cost me. The puppet was about just under $500. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. to get that. But it, normally those things are really expensive. Those like Henson like puppets with the rods and stuff. But I I made it so easy for him because I had the 360 drawings. I had everything that I needed. And he's like, oh yeah. I was like, I'll dress him. I'll dress him in like the clothes. Just send me a naked puppet, but make him look like Charles Bronson. And my yeah, like this like greasy old dude that like you know <laughs> it's going to smell like dirt bikes and vanilla. <laughs> it's just. It's, but you know, so and he's been the he's he's been the star of the show. Like since you know, the the people that watch my show, it's all about Castillo. If I just disappeared altogether, the show would do quite well. No, I wouldn't go that far. But I do, I do love Castillo. I do. Oh my God, he's uh, yeah, it's 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 a fun little character. But he's so mandatory to the show. He is. He. I mean, I I can see why he's probably in hell though because he's oh you know. he's he's a horrible person like he's you know what i mean all these characters are, are, are kind of nasty and I, i'm kind of building up to where who the barbecutioner is and was you know what i mean yeah. and it's, uh, 
he's there for a reason. I don't want no spoilers there, but he's he's not, you know, he's not, you know, part of 4-H well, club. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hell, right? So yeah, you can, you can sort of, you know, guess that he probably did something bad. Uh, I was know. wondering, I was wondering if he was like, you know, because, you know, obviously when you go to hell, you're in hell forever. If he was yeah. like a guy that from another time, you know what I mean? Oh, there's there's been <laughs> this, this uh, madness. Sir, I spent way too much time worrying about uh, no, this. No, this is fantastic because I, like, I, I thought I was alone because I'm like scribbling it down and they're like, what are you drawing? I'm like, oh, it's like a legacy of barbecuers that existed for for ages and ages and there's always new ones always repeating and <laughs> I'm grooming my son to be the next one and <laughs> it's like you're insane I'm like I am <laughs> so he's like the reincarnation of the barbecuer oh yeah so this this that's been going on for quite some time since hell started actually since they opened yeah <laughs> <laughs> You should say I'm building this new flamethrower right now. It's like it's I just couldn't do it in the wintertime here. The winters are brutal. But I'm trying to do this really safe flamethrower. <laughs> it's just gonna be a disaster. It sounds, it sounds like an oxymoron, a, a safe flamethrower. Yeah, I know. It's just like <laughs> like can't you use computer graphics? I'm like, I can, but I think it would be pretty fun to have a real flamethrower like that, like mm -hmm. visually with a propane tank. But, anyways, if it doesn't work out, it was really nice talking to you. <laughs> Don't do it near the house in case, you no. know, it's like when you're, when you're doing the, the turkeys, you know, the deep fried turkeys, you don't do it near the house. <laughs> it's just, we're going to do it in the station here, right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, Let's do it no, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And I really, honest to God, I'm flattered and I appreciate you taking the time to even talk to me about this silliness. Any time, and I definitely want you to come back on, and we'll I'll just and we'll talk about uh, all kinds of other stuff. We'll, I'll wake you up as, at two in as, the morning. Like, as the arc continues, as the arc <laughs> continues to unravel or unfold or whatever. Just know it's 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 going to continue to be terrible, and like, don't complain about the sound or the visuals because it's got to look this way. It's bad I, reception. But I, but I think that that's the whole. Like, that's the whole point of it. And anybody who knows anything about, like, uh, pirate radio or that kind of, you know, old school radio knows that. Knows, you know, that's the whole vibe. Well, you get it. You're doing it yourself, right? But there is something right. so romantic about old radio stations. You know what I mean? Yes. Just, you know, that, that the whole thing for me was just kind of, like, recreating, like, WKRP. Uh, that kind of vibe, but like with old like monster, like like I guess Muppet the, Show, like the the metal <laughs> the metal version of KRP. Yeah, and I and there's so many characters I would love to, but I mean you, you, it's limited budget, limited time, so we're gonna see. Well, you know what I mean. I'm doing my best. We're all just trying here. That's it. So you don't know when the next one's gonna come out. Uh, well, have I have to time? do, I've got, I've got, I can hear the kids upstairs screaming. So that means it's bath time and I'll get them to sleep. And then I'm going to edit tonight. And, uh, hopefully by next week, there'll be a new episode and it's, it's absurd. This is the one where we may jump the shark. I was going to let you know right now. This, this, might be the, this is, this might be the stupidest idea yet, but I'm going for it. Awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be my cold lake. <laughs> <laughs> so i'll be apologizing oh. to the to 60 people that actually watch this show i'll uh 
I'll be apologizing forever. But anyway. Oh, you could be like Pantera, and then you can just delete it and pretend like it never happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this exists forever, and Pantera <laughs> learned that too. Power <laughs> metal never dies. That's true. I am the knight. You are. Let me um shut this off. But um before, don't hang up. But uh. <laughs> I want to thank you for being on here, and I hope that everybody will check out Chromium Dioxide Radio on YouTube if you have not already, because it is fantastic. It really is, and we really want to uh, get <laughs> a swimming pool. Cat. Yes. <laughs> so that cat that jumps. I yes. thought you were transforming into like a werewolf or something. Fantastic. <laughs> it's so disappointing that you don't have those powers. No, I don't have those powers, even though I have a metal name. <laughs> you yes, can't do Melissa. that yet. That's right. Yeah, check out the show though. We really appreciate it because we, like I said, we we want to get a swimming pool and like uh, another yacht. So check us out. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks. Maybe, just maybe, naughty girls need love too.